We are learning together that we were made to count, that we have a drive for significance, but uh, that can easily get distorted and then we can get up way too high if we think that we're doing well and we can be cast plummeted down far too low if we think that our circumstances are not appropriately successful. So what I have for you today are two thoughts. What you need to hear when for you everything's going great, sometimes it will, and what you need to hear when for you everything seems to be falling apart, and sometimes it will. I promise you, one or the other of these two thoughts you will need to hear today, you will want to live with today, maybe both of them. And throughout your life, they will serve you in really good stead. They both come from a walk in the ancient world, two quite famous walks. One of them was the walk that belonged to a conquering hero, a triumphant general in Rome, would be given the Via Triumphalis, the Walk of Triumph. Our word triumph was actually kind of a technical term. If a, if a general won a military victory that was significant enough, then the Roman Senate would decree that it merited what was called a triumph, a level of recognition or reward that was quite stupendous. Mary Beard is a great historian, particularly of the Roman era, and has written what is apparently the kind of currently definitive account of this. And she orients a lot of it around one particular triumph that was won by Pompey the Great back in the century in the years just before Jesus. He actually won three triumphs over the years, but one of them in particular was very extravagant. It went on very long. For the general that won a triumph, he would be clothed in a scarlet toga, and he would wear a laurel crown. It would proclaim that, at least for that moment, he was essentially a divine figure. And he would be ridden in on a chariot drawn by four horses. Pompey, actually, in one of his triumphs, actually decided to be drawn in by four elephants to show his greatness. However, not great planning. They couldn't make it into the entryway through the arch, so he had to dismount and get on horses. In front of him would go his most glamorous and significant prisoners to show the greatness of his victory. And sometimes, apparently, at the end of this great procession, they would be executed because... His triumphant life meant their death. And there would be music, there would be art paintings of his great victory, and the people would acclaim him. He would arrive at the temple of Jupiter to show his godlike status. But all through that procession, behind him would walk a slave who would whisper into his ear two words, memento mori. Remember, you are mortal. Remember, you will die. Remember, O oh great one, that as glorious as this victory appears to be, and as gratifying as all of the celebration is to your ego, you are but dust, and your life will end. So when things are going really good, those are good words to remember. I've thought, what a good thing it would be in our day if people sitting in uh, very important CEO chairs or on top of massive amounts of wealth or 
at a presidential inauguration when somebody is moving forward to be able to receive all of that power and all of that glory and all of that prestige, if some little guy could just walk behind saying, memento mori, remember you're mortal, remember that you will die, you are just the man. Pete Seeger was a folk singer, a true story, and he sang um, an old spiritual, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be opened, ask and it shall be given, and the love came a-tumbling down. And then in between the choruses, he would tell various stories. This is one of the stories, true story, that Pete Se- I mean, the story isn't true, but Pete Seeger actually told this uh, as a part of that song. There was an old workman shovel sitting in his shed. The workman picked it up, and as he carried it, there were two maggots on the shovel, little worms, and they both drop off. One of them fell into a crack in the sidewalk where it languished. The other one fell into a cat, into a dead cat. And that little maggot ate his way out for three solid days, nonstop eating. And he was fat and he was sleek. And eventually he, he crawled back over to that crack where the other maggot was now nearly dead, emaciated. The maggot looked up at him and saw his thriving condition and said, uh, to what do you attribute your prosperity because you're so fat and sleek and his response was brains and personality brother brains and personality and Pompey the Great and you and I people who are really doing well are tempted to attribute our great success to brains and personality when we are in control of so much less than what we think that we are and our very life itself is a gift and it hangs by a thread always and it will one day be over on this side of death. Memento mori. Remember, you will die. Remember that you are mortal. The other walk would eventually become even more famous than Pompey's walk. Pompey was mortal in just a little more than a decade. His rivalry with Julius Caesar would not turn out so well, and he would be assassinated and beheaded, and his head would be presented to Caesar. But the other walk that came along less than a century later was walked by a carpenter named Jesus, and it was very different. He was crowned, but his crown was a crown of thorns. He was also dressed in a scarlet robe, but it was an act of mockery, and it was removed from him. He was not driven in a victorious chariot that was decorated with gold and ivory like Pompey. He had to bear the crossbeam on his shoulders until he was too weak and he could bear it no more and someone else had to carry it for him in his weakness. There were not vast crowds that cheered him on. There's people who cried out, crucify him, crucify him. He was not born along in triumph to the temple of Jupiter to mark his godlike status. He was made to walk in defeat and humiliation outside of the city to a place called Golgotha, where the Roman Senate did not award him a triumph, but a minor Roman bureaucrat, uh, Pontius Pilate, pronounced a death sentence over him. Only when he died... It was not his triumphant life that led to the death of his enemies. It was his atoning death. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. His atoning death led to the life of his enemies. Before he went to his death, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray one last time to his father. And the voice that he had heard his whole life long, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. 
the promise that he had lived by his whole life long, tear down this temple in three days and God will raise it up again. That was, I believe, the still voice, the little whisper that was in his ear on the Via Dolorosa. Remember the resurrection. Remember that you are yet God's beloved child. And that led him to uh, the defeat that would become the ultimate triumph of the world. So, that's the word that you're invited to live in today as you seek to make your life count. Maybe everything's going great um, and you're sitting in just the chair that you want to sit and people are showering you with praise and you are making your mark and you are moving from strength to strength. That's a really good thing. Keep going. Ask God for help. Ask God for energy. Ask God for strength. Be grateful. Serve other people. Memento mori. Remember, you will die. You will die. I think very often about being present for my father when he took his last breath, and I'm so grateful that I got to be there to see it and to remember that moment will come real soon for me. And I want to live in the light of that as best I can as God helps me. But I especially want to say to you, if things are difficult, if things are dark, or you're suffering, or you're going through a loss, or you're going through a hurt, part of the fellowship of the withered hand, remember the resurrection. Not your circumstances are going to turn around. Maybe they will. Not what it is that you have lost will be restored to you. Not that problem you have will magically evaporate. Maybe it will go away. Maybe it won't. That's not the ultimate hope. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't give in. Don't let go. Don't despair. Remember the resurrection. Remember, the ultimate triumph has already been won and does not depend on the Roman Senate for its ratification. It is celebrated in the eyes of God and by the throngs of heaven. You are mortal and you will die. Remember the resurrection. That's our hope. So make today count. Love you. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us here at becomenew.me. If you'd like to receive the daily emails that go along with each video, let us know at becomenew.me at gmail.com. Or if you want prayer, you can text us at 855-888-0444.